Welcome into another episode of It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Cody Tap with you. Nick Schwartz here as well. Kayla had to take the evening off, but that's fine because she missed absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> He's obviously better off than talking about this. Nick, I wish we were both off of this podcast. You know why? Not because the Chiefs are nine and two, which is objectively great. Not because the Chiefs are the front runner to win a Super Bowl or take on the AFC or play every playoff game at home again. But because that game was boring as hell. I want my money back. Did you spend money? Did you go? No, but I think I should be. I should. We should all be rewarded for having sat through that game. The Seahawks Raiders game went to overtime and ended on an 86 yard walk off run from Josh Jacobs. I would so much have rather been watching that game. The Chargers went for two in the in like the final 15 seconds of the play to win their game against the Cardinals. I could have been watching that game. And instead, I was watching the Chiefs in a game in which I'm not sure they honestly cared to play the Rams because that game sucked to watch. It's fine. They won. Moving on. Right. But like, can you imagine like we do a 20 hour a week talk show in Kansas City? That game will supply two hours of the 20 hours (laughs) that needs to be done this week, because what are the you know, I know we're going to do a podcast and there are some things out of the game. But seriously, that was an unfun game to watch. Do you think that Andy Reid legitimately goes into weeks of preparation and says, okay, this team sucks. I don't want to show them much. we got a big game against Cincinnati. Let's get out of here healthy. Do you think coaches actually think or verbalize that? I don't know if Andy Reid ever says it to a team, but there are way too many examples of Andy Reid doing it for it not to be true. How can it not be true? How is it that his most boring games are the like, Whatever wins against nobody teams, it's always his worst games to watch all year. And his best games to watch are always against the best teams. Like for years and years and years, there's just no way. There's just no way that it's an accident that he rolls into that game and he sees they're down to what string quarterback? Three? Okay, well, not going to try real hard today. And I know it's not that, but it's just, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction and I'm not going to give the other teams. Like Cincinnati's won three games in a row. They're going to face Cincinnati coming up on Sunday. It is the only winning team left on their schedule. That's it. Oh, uh, and the Seahawks. I take it back. The Seahawks still have a winning record, but they're one game over 500. So they have two teams with a winning record remaining on their schedule. That's it. And one is Cincinnati, a team that actually matters to them, who beat them in the regular season and the AFC title game. Yeah, I think he rolled into this one saying, I can win a lot of ways. And honestly, Nick, as boring of his game they played, they won by 16, so he's not wrong. Yeah, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like a game they should have won by 40. Yeah. It was all the field goals. Like Harrison Bucker yeah. right now is getting treatment done on his right foot. Like, right? He is getting ice. Sure. He's a lot of work. Stretched out. That foot put in some serious hours at the office today. Like, that's the star of the game. Just chip shot after chip shot after chip shot. That's why it felt like it wasn't a blowout because you felt like they had a million opportunities to score touchdowns. And they only came away with two of them. It's, I guess, and I don't know. I know we're going to talk about the red zone stuff here in a minute as it relates to the offense, but it's like, so what? So what? Did they just kicked a bunch of field? That game. What do you mean? Like, so what? I don't, I didn't sign up for field goals. I didn't sign well, up for field goals. Look, that's what made, that's what made the game boring, right? That they just kept kicking the field goals, but it's just like, you never, not for a single second, even after Mahomes threw that egregious pick, 
Not for one second in this game did I ever think, oh no, I hope they're not in trouble because no, the game was boring and they were boring to watch. I guess here's the here's a simple question for you, Nick. Do you think the Chiefs played well on Sunday? Hmm. Usually, usually if you're going to win by two scores in a game that was never particularly close, you would say that you had to play well. I would say they played fine, right? This is the Rams. That's a bad <laughs> football team. Save the fact that Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford weren't out there, the two guys who led them to a Super Bowl last year. This was a bad football team even when they had those guys. So they just became... A worse football team, maybe the worst football team, like that version of the nah, Rams. not the Texans. The Texans is worse. Come I'm telling on. you, that version of the Rams that we saw today with Bryce Perkins at the helm, that might be the worst team in the NFL. So you did what you were supposed to do to them. Now I would have liked to see you win by twenty or thirty. The red zone defense, uh, red zone offense stalled a little bit. But the flip side is the defense did exactly what they were supposed to do. They, I mean, they, with the exception of one drive, had a nearly perfect game. Sacks were there. The takeaways were there. They were constantly getting pressure. There was that one drive where Cam Akers ripped off a couple runs and then uh, Perkins made a, a couple good plays, but I think they played, they played fine. I don't know if I'm ready to elevate that to good, but they, they did fine to beat a really, really, really lousy football team. It depends on if I'm grading everyone on an average. Defense, A- minus game, fine work. Uh, offense, C, special teams, F. F minus. Doesn't matter. Terrible. Just awful again. So it's just like, <laughs> so what's that, a C? Like, no, they didn't play good. They played probably the way but, you but, put but, it. But you know what? That's why I said it's fine, because if you want to give it a letter grade, like a C is going to get, you pass the class with a C, Cody. You pass yeah. the class, you get your diploma, you move on. That's and in the case today. Yeah, and this is the paper course from North Carolina's basketball program. <laughs> so this is an auto A. You win by 16, you cover yeah. the Vegas spread because it's the Rams and they stink. You can give C-level work, get your A, and then move on with your life. Overall, no, they did not play well. The defense, some of the things, like there's things you liked. The offense gave up too much pressure, but they were without their left guard, right? So you're like, okay, there's the, and Aaron Donald's on the defense. Understandable. They got picks, though, and they got sacks and they got um, they had big pass plays and Mahomes completed it to 10 different receivers. And he seemingly had good and and inventive plays kind of across the field. And so, yeah, to me, it's like it's not like the offense played bad. They played bad in the red zone. They didn't play bad. That would actually be misdiagnosing the problem because they moved the ball all day. Pacheco ran well. They completed to everyone. He had like back shoulder stuff to Juju. MVS was getting open. Kelsey was working and had a big touchdown again. So, like, again, it's not like bad is too strong. Bad in the red zone, I can make an argument for. And I know we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, like, as a unit, it's hard for me to put it all into perspective and be like, well, you guys are just awful. And I know I just gave special teams an F minus, which is unfair, too, because Butker made all of his kicks. Yeah. Like, when I gave the F minus, I was talking specifically of any ability to return the punt, which is just the grade I would give the punt return team on the season, probably not just individually in this game. They're just not good at returning punts. Yeah. You, you scan the box score and you'd say, wow, the chiefs played really well. You had 437 yards of offense compared to just 198. Yeah. You had almost double the amount of yards per play than your opponent did. You had 29 first downs to their 13. 
Only committed 29 first downs is so 29 many. first downs, Cody. You had three oh, penalties. You had three sacks. You had two interceptions. Like, those are all marks of a good football team playing a good game. But it's just the red zone. It's if you if you take away the red zone offense, then you're you're looking at a team who played impeccable football. You completed a pass to 10 different receivers. There was only one thing to complain about. Well, the red zone offense, and then I guess as an aside, the fact that Sky Moore continues to return punts. So really, it's, and this is where the problem is, because you could ask yourself a simple question. Is the red zone offense a one-game problem, or is this a sign of a bigger issue? Coming into the game, they were the number two scoring percentage red zone touchdown team in the NFL. Okay, then can we just stop right there? Can we just stop right there then? Like, what would you, what are you taking? Are you taking the one game sample size in a game where you won by 16? Or the other 10. (laughs) Or the other 10 games that preceded it. The 10. It's the 10. Andy Reid after the game said, oh, we're a tick off. We'll go back to the drawing board. No, on that 20 to 10 one, like I know people hate when they get cute, especially inside the five and it gets frustrating, which we can talk about why they do those things in a second. But the Sky Moore play, that felt like to me, like, let's have a little fun. Oh, it didn't feel like a oh, weekend score. That felt like a, let's have a little fun. We're going to hand it to this guy. He's going to throw it back to Mahomes. And honestly, if Mahomes throws it right away to Kelsey. It's a touchdown. Oh, he okay. hesitated. So you, you're talking about the Sky Moore play. Let's not gloss over the fact that before that timeout, Colin Saunders was on the field, Cody. Yeah, he was. On an offensive play. So yeah. that right there, that sequence of we're going to bring in our nose tackle. Uh, the other team, I believe the Rams call the timeout, right? Yeah, they did. So they call the timeout. Chiefs come back out and they're like, no, we're not done fucking around. We got more. <laughs> we got more tricks that we're going to throw your way. And then they have the little, I, I mean, I guess it's, uh, uh, is that technically a flea flicker? Well, it's since it was a handoff, that's technically a lateral that he's throwing. Uh, so it's yeah. not a flea flicker. It's, I don't know what that, just like a backwards pass, right? To yeah, yeah. And I, by the way, re, I, I'm dead serious. Go back and watch that play. If Mahomes throws it right away to Kelsey, it's actually a touchdown. He screwed up. Mahomes was the person who made the play go back. Yeah. Guy Moore sold it, flipped it back there, and did that. But, like, it's... They did those two plays. They did those so... Like, Andy knew, you know what? We can try some stuff out here. Because there's two schools of thought, right? The idea that you don't want to show anything in a game that doesn't really mean anything versus this team's so bad that we can try some stuff out just to see if we like it or not. It's very clear which path Andy took, which means I'm not really taking anything away from the red zone offense. No, and that that's it. Look, I'm not going to try to pretend on this podcast Nick, that that he's that the Chiefs are good in short yarded situations. They aren't. They're not good at running the ball. There's a reason why they don't just get inside first and goal to five and hand it off four times. They tried multiple times in this game to hand it off in goal to go situations and essentially went nowhere. Right. It didn't it didn't work. It wasn't working. It wasn't going to work. So sometimes they have to do that. But I I will argue that that sky one was let's just have some fun. The only play in which in the red zone in which I was like mad at them was the Mahomes interception because you're like, what the hell was that? Yeah, because, you know, like he'll make some like head scratchers over the course of a year and you always let it go because of I mean, he's won 26 straight. November and December games and he's incredible and whatever, right? Who cares if he does it? But like that one was is there like just curious. How did you see that play working? Because like when he makes 
when he makes the crazy throw and it gets picked off or whatever, you're like, okay, I, I see what you saw there. Or like you thought in your brain, this is going to work. And it didn't. That was one of those plays. And I'm like, where was, what was, yeah. Help, help me understand. Cause that just looked like the things that we make fun of, like Zach, the Zach Wilson's of the world for throwing. Mm-hmm. You're like, you can't throw that. Or Josh Allen here recently, in fairness. Like, can't throw that. You just straight up can't throw that pass. That's a really bad idea. And so that's the only one. But again, in this game, what a perfect time to get that out of the way, Nick. Who cares? It didn't matter. They immediately got the luxurious need interception on what was an equally bad throw. (laughs) So so what do you make of Pacheco's usage? Because... There's a tweet from uh, someone on Twitter named Andy Hutchins. He said that Pacheco got 11 touches at or within the Rams 27 yard line on three consecutive drives, including eight straight ones on the last drive. And the Chiefs came out of it with two field goals. So was that an instance of Andy saying, let's see what this guy can give us? Or was that an instance of we actually think that he can be useful in the red zone? It could have been like a ploy, you know, like, I think Andy does these feeler games sometimes too, where he's like, all right, we're going to make it look different for our opponent and for everyone else. And when you do that, I think his usage is about like, can we do this? Are we capable of doing this? And honestly, the answer has always been no. The running back is not important. It didn't work with Clyde. It won't work with Ronald Jones. It's not going to work with Pacheco and it won't work with McKinnon. Unless Derrick Henry's kicking down the door, they'll be there. But they, they have limitations of run blocking and their ability to do so. They are the number one pass blocking team in the NFL. It is not getting too cute if they throw it from first and goal in the five. It's just not. They're better at that. That is a skill set they possess better than just, hey, Isaiah, run up the middle. They're, they're Honestly, they're doing what yeah. we ask most teams to do, right? Hey, could you just do what you do well? Do what you do and do it well. And, you know, so like, or do what you do best. Like, in, in your most dire moment, it doesn't really matter. If it's fourth and two and it's in the Super Bowl and the Chiefs have to have it in order to win it, I want Mahomes throwing the ball, man. Or fourth and one. I want him to have the choice. He has legs. I want him to have the choice. I don't want I don't want it to ever come down to can't not right now, not with this team. Can they push forward with this offensive line and try to get through to me, what you're describing. It never will. It never will. Like we know Andy Reid well enough to know that like in a game that matters in a playoff game, Isaiah Pacheco's is is not getting that many touches in the red zone. It'll never happen. Which is fine. Like, again, I don't the way we want it to be. Correct. I don't want them ever thinking that that's the better choice. Not that they can never go to it, but that we should regularly go to Pacheco in the red zone. If he gets him, fine. But like Clyde had a bunch of touchdowns right before his injury. He had already set a career high. They threw it to him. That's fine. Like, you know, like they threw one to Pacheco, not in the red zone today, but they threw that like uh, that route, that corner route that we run with running backs and Madden all the time that work constantly. That's exactly what that route was. Yeah. Uh, works less in the NFL, it seems like. But he ran that little oh. corner route out of the back. And Pacheco you know would- to that point. You know what's happened the last two weeks is Mahomes has been looking Jerick McKinnon's way a lot. Yeah. Six targets today. Like was, he's coming off to back-to-back six catch games. Yeah. So I think there's just an element of we're, we want to get this guy involved. He's not as polished of a receiver as McKinnon or even Clyde was. So let's just do what he does, which is pounding the ball. And the Rams sort of yeah. see the, the, the 
Rams got kind of chippy in a way. Like, they were trying to annihilate him. Like almost like, how dare you try to, <laughs> how dare you try to run at us? Now we're just going to try and thump you. It was almost like they were annoyed by his running stuff, but that's how like Pacheco runs. They're like, quit running so hard right at us all the time. Yeah. Cause like Pacheco, I feel like he's going to be sore. Like I almost feel like there's no choice. Like he took some big hits in this game and he's probably not going to feel great in the morning. But yeah, it felt that way. But also the best news about it, take the red zone out of it for a minute. If they had to close a game with a hard running running back, don't you feel like coming out of that game? Pacheco could do that. He was making them. He was punishing them a little, man. They're getting tired of taking those hits. Yeah, but what was weird about it is it's not like the Derrick Henry effect where he gets better as the game goes on. It, it seemed like the efficiency almost went down in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but it, almost, it, it did feel like the efficiency went down, but it felt like he was taking everything out of the Rams to do it. Yeah. Like the only reason it was going down is because they're like, fuck this guy. We're going to make him stop. And you're like, okay, fine, I guess. If you want to put all your eggs in this basket and stopping Pacheco, then so be it. We don't care. We're fine with that. Nick, there was another player. Pacheco is going to be an interesting player for the rest of the year because with Clyde on the injured reserve and now Ronald Jones active, but nearly not nearly the role that we would expect out of him. 